The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello to our dopest of dope villages. Welcome to season nine of Laughter Permitted. I'm Julie Foudy. I'm Lynn Ozawi. And can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> Lynn, come on. I know. Nine seasons in and almost to our 100th oh, episode. I know. And it all started with us giving this a shot, recording with Mia Hamm in her basement. And now we have literally taken laughter permitted to space. (laughs) I shit you not. I'm already swearing. When I tell you we are launching, blasting off and going out of this world with our guest, NASA astronaut Nicole Mann, who we spoke to while she was aboard the International Space Station. Yeah, we Skyped with Nicole while she was orbiting our planet at a speed of 17,500 miles per hour. And it was, it was such an honor to talk with her. It sure was. Colonel Nicole Mann, beyond being the first Native American woman in space, beyond being a mechanical engineer and F-18 fighter pilot, the woman has flown 25 different types of aircrafts. She's flown 47 combat missions to Afghanistan and Iraq. She's a mom, and perhaps equally impressive, she's a soccer player. Of course she is. She played collegiate soccer at the Naval Academy. And we cannot wait for you to hear from Nicole from space as she makes her story. So get comfortable listening. It's astronaut Nicole, man. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces, Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women. Because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason, Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in, you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to ally.com. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. So bright, talking and laughing combined, feeling alright. 
Station, this is Houston. Are you ready for the event? Houston, this is Station. I am ready for the event. ESPN's Laughter Permitted Podcast. This is Mission Control Houston. Please call Station for a voice check. Station, this is Julie Foudy. And Lynn Ozawi. With ESPN's Laughter Permitted Podcast, how do you hear us? Julie and Lynn, it is incredible to have this opportunity to speak with you. I have you loud and clear, and welcome to the International Space Station. We are beyond excited to do this interview with you, Nicole. It is such an honor to speak with you. Thank you, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. I'm pretty excited. Nicole, let's just first establish what an absolute baller you are. Former soccer player at the Naval Academy. Shout out to my former teammate and your coach, Karen Gabera. F-18 fighter pilot, 47 combat missions to Afghanistan and Iraq. And now hanging out in space as an astronaut. So we would like to bow to you. We bow. You can't see this, but we are bowing to you. We, we always, Nicole, set the scene for the first thing we do on the podcast. So what you're doing, where you're at, if you would be so kind, can you set our most epic scene set ever? Awesome. Yes. Well, I'm on board the International Space Station and we are flying 250 miles above our beautiful planet Earth uh, at 17,500 miles per hour. So we make a lap around our planet every 90 minutes. It's pretty incredible. Uh, this is a floating laboratory. We have seven crew members on board as part of Expedition 68. And we're doing a ton of uh, science on board, some maintenance and upgrades to the space station, and uh, really uh, having an incredible time. Oh, my goodness. Flying around the Earth at 90 minutes to get around it. That is, that is crazy. Um, let's start with the fact that you're also literally making history right now as the first Native American woman to go to space. What has that honor meant to you and... As you, as you said, you've been in the space station and you've been there quite a while, almost five months. What do you do all day? I, wa I want to hear about this day. Absolutely. So it's definitely an honor uh, to represent Native Americans uh, in space. And I definitely feel that that's a great responsibility. I think it's important that we share our story and our journey with the younger generation so that hopefully when they aspire to reach their goals and dreams in life, they can look and see uh, people, hopefully role models um, that, that they can give them some of that courage and some of that fortitude to continue forward. Um, on board the space station, the days are actually quite busy. Uh, we're doing some really cool science up here in microgravity, everything from growing dwarf tomatoes to literally 3D printing human cells. It's a pretty amazing and very rewarding work that goes on. There's a lot of maintenance uh, on board. We had the opportunity, I did personally, to uh, go out the door and do two spacewalks during this expedition with my crewmate Koichi, and we helped to install some equipment to up the uh, solar rays on the space station. Uh, personally, it's it's just incredible. I mean, I'm in microgravity just floating around. I feel like a little kid. Uh, most of the time, every time I, I float through a module, I can't help but pretend like I'm Superwoman, you know, like floating by and, uh, and playing with water and food in, in microgravity. And um, we have a, uh, a module 
on the bottom of space station, so the belly of it looking at planet Earth, that's made of, of windows, so it's seven windows. And that, you know, if you're having a tough day, all you've got to do is go down to the cupola and take a look at our beautiful <laughs> planet. It just takes your breath away. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Nicole, I feel like a little kid talking with you right now. This is just the opportunity of a lifetime. And I'm going to send a big question out into the universe to you. With the unique perspective you have right now on Earth, what is a message you would like to send back to us here on Earth and have us consider in our daily lives? Yes, that is a, and it's a tough question because there's so many things that you can that are important that we focus on in life. But for me, that the first feeling that I get when I'm in the cupola and I look at our beautiful planet is is just this feeling of awe and amazement, because especially during the day, when you look out into the blackness of space, it is the blackest of black, black emptiness you've ever seen. And then as your eyes move towards the planet, you can start to pick up the atmosphere and you see this little gray turn into a light blue, turn into a deep blue, but it's still this thin layer that's protecting our planet from the vacuum of space. And it's really the only thing that's keeping us alive. And then you look at our planet and the beautiful blue of the ocean and the white of the clouds and you'll pass over far distant lands and countries in a matter of minutes. You don't see any boundaries, you don't see any divisions, you just see this little fragile planet in the black blackness of space. So I would, I would ask people on a daily basis to think about that. You're a small part of this marble in space and, and how do you fit into this entire world? We are all on this planet together as human beings. So how can we come together as that species to take care of each other and to take care of our planet. It's the only one we have. My goodness, the perspective, <laughs> the perspective you're gonna have forever after, after this trip, which will uh, have changed so much of what you do and how you think, I'm sure. Uh, Nicole, it's time for most pressing questions, International Space Station Edition. Are you ready for this? It's very intense. I'm ready. What is the most fun thing you've done in space? The most fun thing. You're going to make me pick just one. That's really difficult. Really difficult. I'm going to pick hangs. two. Um, only because you're, you you're not here to tell me no. Um, okay, on the light side <laughs> of things, the most fun thing to do is to play with water. Because water <laughs> um, behaves so differently in microgravity. You, uh, you know, water just falls to the ground on Earth, but if you squirt water out of a bag in space, it just forms this ball, like this sphere. And because of the surface tension, it sticks together. And uh, my crewmates and I, the other day, played with water and we put some drops of food coloring in it. Um, and it's amazing just to see that move around. It's like this foreign object. You put your hand in it and it just sticks to your hand and, and covers your hand like some alien goo. Um, and so that's really entertaining. Um, but I would have to say from a, you know, like a work professional standpoint, absolutely the most incredible thing is going outside the skin of the space station on a spacewalk. Um, just you, your spacesuit, and that visor between you and the vacuum of space. That was uh, the most challenging thing I've ever done mentally and, and physically, and also the most rewarding experience of my life. Oh my gosh. How, how long are you out there on a spacewalk? 
Uh, so the first one, we were out for uh, seven hours and 40 minutes. And then on the second one, we were out for about six and a half hours. So it's, uh, it's people describe it kind of like a marathon. It is, I'd say, a marathon plus. Um, from the uh, you know physical aspects, you're in the vacuum of space, so the spacesuit is pressurized to 4.3 psi, um, and so you're working against that pressure of that suit each time you squeeze your hands to hold on to a handrail or, or move your arms. But it's amazing how mentally fatiguing it is because every move that you make, every action you take, you're thinking through very closely uh, because you could certainly damage the space station and, and kill yourself uh, should you do something in air. And so you're constantly on the highest alert that you've ever been to make sure you really don't screw it up. Do you go, do you have an athlete mindset when you're out on your spacewalk? Oh my goodness, absolutely, absolutely. So our coach uh, at the Naval Academy, Karen Gabera, she always talked about this uh, mental toughness, right? The game, yes, the game can be physical, the game can be technical, but the majority of the game is this mental toughness. And that is so true in soccer, it's so true, I think, in any sport that you play, and it's very true uh, throughout life, and specifically on a spacewalk. It's that ability to stay focused, even though you're mentally fatigued, even though you're physically fatigued, even though things may not be going uh, as you had planned, or maybe you screwed something up and now, you know what, you've got six hours left, so you better get your stuff together and figure it out. Um, I remember one moment on the spacewalk, uh, being at one end of the space station, uh, and the space station is the size of a football field, so I'm pretty much in one end zone, and my next task is to go uh, translate, which means hand over hand climb to the other end zone. And uh, it's about five hours into the spacewalk. And I know they're going to say, okay, hey, you're ready for this, right? You need to be mentally and physically ready um, to do that. And, and I didn't even, even have to think about it because I had the mental toughness that, that Karen taught me when I was a young kid that I've, I've grown throughout my life to know I'm prepared. I'm mentally ready to go. And even though this is going to be challenging, um, we're going to be successful in making that happen. And I think that you could take that to on a spacewalk, and you can take that to your family life, and you could take that to your job back on Earth, uh, just as you do to the sports field. Nicole, not that I think this is an essential act in life, but how do you shower, given that water forms into, as you mentioned, a bubble? <laughs> yes, absolutely no showering. It uh, doesn't happen oh, in space. I know that sounds kind that's of gross. <laughs> that's the one no, but I mean, you're you're So when we were playing with that ball of water, <laughs> we actually um, smashed our face into the ball of water, which is something that I've always wanted to do. Of course, you know, as a kid, you want to do that. And as now, I still want to do that. So you smash your face into this ball of water, and it clings to your face. And it... It doesn't go anywhere. And so now you have this film of water on your face and you want to take a breath and you go to kind of wipe it away, but it doesn't go anywhere. And so you have to take a towel to wipe it off. Um, you could literally drown mm. in like a, you know, a quarter cup of water. Um, so no showers, but we do have these, uh, we call them waffle towels. They're towels that have soap in them. You get them wet and you can kind of do a sponge bath, uh, which is yeah. the really, you, can, you feel kind of clean, but um, I guess my family, uh, we'll be the judge of that when I get back to Earth and they give me a hug for the first time, whether or not I'm stinky or not. <laughs> whether, the, whether the waffle towels are working or not. Uh, we, we do a segment to 
uh, on this podcast at the end called High Low Cheer. And it's the high of your career, the low of your career, and the cheer is for someone who's helped you along the way. So can you start with the high of your career? I think the high of my career, definitely uh, leaving Kennedy Space Center on top of a rocket and launching to space. That was uh, absolutely the high. Do you know, by the way, that our entire 1999 Women's World Cup winning team was watching you do that together? That's awesome. No, I did not know that. Thank you so much for being a part of the journey. That's super cool. We had an entire text thread. We were like, this is amazing. Karen's on it. Gabera, it was fantastic. We watched it all on YouTube, on NASA's YouTube channel. It was so great. That is awesome. Thank you. And the low of your career, Nicole. I'd say there's been multiple times. It's uh, it's those challenging times. I remember being challenged in flight school where you know I went out on a flight and I didn't do well and I downed that flight, meaning essentially you fail that flight. Uh, I remember the first time going to the aircraft carrier and trying to land on the deck of an aircraft carrier and I didn't I didn't do the greatest you know Um, I remember going through my initial spacewalk training at NASA and and not doing well on on some of those early runs and just feeling so deflated and so uh, just down and um, it was it's those times though that you that you learn to rise above that. You learn to figure out, okay, what can I do better next time? Let's pick ourselves back up. And, and you're, you get to a point, I think, in life where you're, those feelings are no longer, uh, certainly they're uncomfortable and they suck, but they're not these unknowns anymore. You know, okay, I've had something like this before, I felt this before, and I'm gonna overcome it, and I'm gonna figure out a better way that next time I do that, I'm gonna be successful. And so, I, I don't think I could pick just one. I think there's, there's many, and I think a lot of people have, have many of those moments in life. Yeah, and what we often find on this podcast is it's those lows that bring you to the highs, isn't it? And finally, your cheer for someone who's helped you along the way. I'm going to have to give a cheer to my husband, Travis, and my son, Jack. Uh, you know, they're back on Earth holding down the fort, taking care of everything while I'm up here uh, living my, my dream, executing my dream. And really, it's their, their love and support that's so important. I really, truly think nobody can do anything on this Earth on their own, right? They need their team, their family, their support network, whatever that is, those people that support you and, and pick you up. And if it wasn't really for the support of my husband, the day that I told him, hey, I think it's, uh, you know, NASA's accepting applications, but it's crazy. I don't, you know, we're, I'm, I'm pregnant. We're about to have a kid. I don't think we can do this. And he looked at me like I was crazy and said, you have to apply. <laughs> yes, you never Travis. apply. You're never going to make it. And there's never a good time. So thank you, Travis. And thank you, Jack. Uh, your love and support means the world to me. We only have a couple minutes left. So before we let you go, can you please show us some tri- type of trick you can do? What is the coolest trick you've learned in zero gravity? Well, there's a lot of tricks, certainly just floating upside down. Um, I didn't oh bring any water, but gosh. if I had water, I could. But here you can see my, my here's my superwoman, ready? Oh! <laughs> 
I, do you just spend all day doing that? Forget the experiments. We don't need to do science experiments. Let's just float all day. The ground watches us closely. And if we're messing around too much, they'll give us a call and tell us to get back to work. Oh, oh do they? <laughs> they scold you if you get, if you start playing and floating too much. I love how you don't even hold, hold the mic. It just floats right there, right? I saw that. Look at you can just toss it between hands. That's it's, so good. It's incredible up here. It's so much fun. Someday maybe you can come to space. Commercial uh, space travel is picking up, so you might have the opportunity soon. You know what I was thinking? When you come back to Earth, do you think Julie and I can get a ride with you in an F-18? Well, at NASA, we don't have F-18s, but I'm pretty sure that we could work with the Navy and Marine Corps and get you up in an F-18. At least we could ask. If you never ask, you're never gonna, you're never gonna have a chance, right? I feel like, Colonel Mann, you'll know someone that knows someone that knows someone that can get us on one of them. Um, I just wanna say, when we get back to Earth, please, can we do a five-month interview with you? I know you've been you know, on the road, so to say, for, for five months, but we wanna do like a whole podcast season of interviews with you to talk about, I mean, the fact that you're actually trying to make uh, human organs in space just blows my mind. There's so many, I, I, there's so many questions we haven't been able to get to. So um, I just wanted to, to thank you for your service. Thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for continually showing us all what's possible by breaking barriers in everything you've been able to do in your career day by day. Thank you so much, Julie and Lynn. It was really a privilege to have a chance to chat with you today. And I look forward to chatting with you back on planet Earth. Yes. Thank you so much. Come home safely. Thanks for all you do. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> Superwoman it out of here. <laughs> Station, this is Houston ACR. That concludes our event. Thank you to all participants from ESPN's Laughter Permitted podcast. Station, we are now resuming operational audio communications. That was so cool. In the beginning, Lynn, when they said, Space Station, this is Houston. Can you hear us? I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the movies. I and know. honestly, I need I need more time with Nicole. Yeah. I need a lot of time. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I have so many damn questions. Oh, yeah. More sugar, please. <laughs> I need more sugar. So sh I think she should close out our season. Oh, I love that idea. Right? Yeah, that's Tie a great idea. It. She's back on Earth. Yes. I have so many questions. I know. How you how you live and float around all day in zero gravity and I mean just the showering showering question was just scratching the surface. How do you go to the bathroom? I mean, just think about that. The hard hitting that questions. That you don't want that floating around. You do not want that. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so much fun. We oh. what, is, what is your takeaway? I just have to laugh because so many of your questions that you want to know are bathroom related. And all of my <laughs> questions are about life and like seeing the universe and what that means and the molecules and magic. from 250 miles above the earth? Um, no, I do want to hear about um, how they're building human, human organs. Yeah. That's Seriously. crazy because yeah. cells actually, um, when when you're in 
I guess they call it microgravity. I call it zero gravity. I think the technical term is microgravity that, you know, cells obviously build differently. Mm. Crazy. Anyways. Yeah. Not just, I don't just have poop questions, okay, then? (laughs) I mean, I do have a lot of those, but not just poop. <laughs> not exclusively. <laughs> Jules, I, I think that's an awesome, I love that idea of closing out the season with Nicole. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. She doesn't know this yet, but thank you. All right, your takeaway. My first takeaway is the joy Nicole radiated. I could, you could feel it from space. Mm. It, it almost felt like she felt like she was lucky to be there with us, but we felt we were so lucky to be there with her. It was, it was just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I do want to say a thank you to everyone at NASA who worked with us to get this interview. It was just, it was a career highlight. It was incredibly mm. special to do it with you. Mm. I loved mm-hmm. that. And, um, the other we didn't have our own separate boxes like we normally do yeah we did it we were in your kitchen we were sitting next to each other and i think it just was it was really meaningful it was really meaningful yeah yeah i i am constantly in awe at what women are doing in so many different spaces pun intended (laughs) and i i too felt really honored that we were able to share her story because she has done so many amazing things and is continuing to do so many amazing things. And remember, I don't know if you remember this, but there have been numerous people who told me when we started the podcast, you're going to run out of awesome women to interview. And I was like, um, I don't think so. Thanks very much for your feedback, but eh, wrong. Uh, and to the contrary, we just keep finding women, uh, who are, doing these remarkable things and also women helping women, which means I want to give a shout out to Karen Jennings Gabera, former U.S. Women's National Team teammate of mine, who was Nicole's coach at the Naval Academy. Karen still is um, a badass coach at the Naval Academy. And I don't know why I feel like I have to whisper when I swear. Um, But Karen was the one who alerted all of us on our 99ers text chain, like, hey, Nicole, one of my former players from from the Naval Academy, is launching into space. And this is in October when she went, October 5th, five months ago. And she's like, hey, y'all, watch it with me on NASA's Mm. YouTube channel. So we all tuned in together and we're watching Nicole launch from space. And then that, of course, turned to, Karen, how do I get her on the podcast? This is amazing. (laughs) And and then Karen saying, you can get her on from space. I'll hook you up with the NASA people. So thank you, Karen, for that that link up because that's how we got the interview. Um, Really, really meaningful and fun. I loved it. Yeah. All right, Lynn. Questions permitted, please. What do you got? Okay, Kelsey Trainer is once again once again going to kick us off with uh, the questions <laughs> permitted segment. Thank you. Uh, she gave me so many good ones. I might have to bring them back throughout the season, pepper them throughout the season. The one I'm going to go with today is: What is your go-to party trick? <laughs> Oh, Kelsey. I love her. Mm. Well, my go-to party trick has changed over the years. Um, 
I would say, you know, it used to be that I would, you know, bust out the worm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> let's just say, as we all have discussed on this podcast, it is now the dying worm. It's more like a dead worm. Let's put that to bed. So... <laughs> No one needs to see my dead worm. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to. So, Kelsey, that, my friend, is a really good question because I'm going to need a new party trick. Mm. Um, I will tell you there was this awesome group of WNBA PA. I was thinking the same thing, Jules. Women at the summit. ESPN W7. Remember their party trick? My sister thought they were the best. The limbo. Yeah. And they said this is what the party trick they pull out at yeah. all um, at all parties, and they kind of like are like, oh, I don't know if we can do it. Right? I'm not sure we can do it. You know, does anyone want to take us on? Maybe we should put some money on it. <laughs> Sandbagging left and right. Yeah, and then they can basically limbo to the ground. Yeah, Ugh, that's funny. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna work on that party trick. Okay. It's a good one. So this is dedication to a new party trick, and I just I've kind what, of I've what been, is yours? Well, I've just been kind of giggling as you've as you described the worm because I've sort of seen, I've sort of sad, you've seen the progression. I've sort of sadly seen the demise regression. <laughs> this last time you busted work, it I'm out, I'm gonna work on my worm. Well, this last time you busted it out, I can remember kind of thinking like, oh. <laughs> at 52 don't try it after 45 the other way you could take this though is what if you rededicate yourself to the worm and bringing it back i could but that would mean it would take away from my beach volleyball it would take away from all the things i want to do if i just spent time working on the worm maybe it would enhance my beach volleyball who knows i mean i just don't think my body wants to do that anymore it's like yeah no bad idea bad idea (laughs) what's your party trick then I, you know, I'm not sure that you've actually seen my party trick, but juggling, I can juggle. Oh, I have seen your party trick. Three of anything, I can pretty much juggle it. Knives, torches. I am also a strong hula Babies. Hula, <laughs> babies. I haven't tried babies. Uh, strong hula hooper. There's a hula hoop. Mm. And I bring that up because mm. at my brother's wedding, I, I dominated a hula hoop competition. And... I'm going to, I'll just add to that. I'm always down for dancing and I feel like that's just a good addition to any party. Yeah, it is a good addition. I'm not sure you could label that a party trick. No, I just, yes. I mean, we're all about. Unless of course you were break dancing on the floor. Oh, Oh, I used to be able to do that too. I'm going to bring all these things back. God to be young again. Uh, Maybe that's what I'll work on. Mm -hmm. Getting a dance party trick. Okay. Okay. Aspirational pursuits. <laughs> good intentions. So good to be back. Thank you to our ever-present sponsors of the pod and the Women's Sports Space Ally and Dick's Sporting Goods. Support, please, both of these great companies. And thank you to Kate Diaz for our amazing theme music that she wrote and composed. Thank you, of course, to y'all in our dope village. Our village is dope. We would so greatly appreciate you rating, subscribing to the pod, and even leaving comments on the Apple Podcast page as it provides another fantastic metric regarding the importance of us highlighting awesome women. 
And finally, as always, kids, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. It's incredible up here. It's so much fun. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One.